All right, welcome to the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by Mike and Essex. We want to give listeners a fresh take on sports. We aren't professionals. We are fans, just like you. Uh, today, uh, as you can see from the title, we are going to talk about peaceful protests in sports. A lot of people have been calling for peaceful protests, and I just want you all to know, there has been peaceful protests all throughout uh, the United States, um, even before the riots, during all of this, after George Floyd. I do want to go ahead and give my condolence to George Floyd and his family um, and what they're going through and the loss of a loved one. Also, I want to talk about protesting in sports. Um, one thing that I do know is in the NBA, a lot of people don't know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if I mispronounce his name. Um, I, I believe it's uh, Muhammad Abdul Raif. He he actually in the NBA, he went ahead and did a peaceful protest. What he stood for was he stated that the flag of the United States was a symbol against uh, a symbol of oppression and the long history of tyranny in the United States, you know, and that's just one side of a peaceful protest. Then you had Colin Kaepernick, who stated that his protest was over the mistreatment of minorities in the United States. Now, these men were doing their protest peacefully. They used their words and stated why. Now, what a lot of people did, and especially the mainstream media it did, was they gave you a whole different narrative of what their protest wasn't even about. And it really took away from the cause of the protest. Imagine if we actually heard Colin Kaepernick out. I think that a situation like this, like the George Floyd, could have been totally avoidable. I believe that we wouldn't have rights. I believe that if we listen to Colin Kaepernick and we, we you know, we listen to the past people who have protested peacefully, I, I don't even think, like I said, we wouldn't have riots. What you would have is you would have people giving uh, Minneapolis Police Department and other police departments a hand clap saying thank you for making that arrest as soon as possible because there was enough evidence to go ahead and make an arrest. You know, I mean, I don't think that we should have to wait on outrage. And uh, people, if you have any comments or anything that you want to put out there, uh, go ahead, put it in the comment section, and we will post it up on here because this is an interactive show. Um, what are your takes on peaceful protests in sports and how you know these things could be avoided? Yeah, I've seen a – you mentioned the the – I also don't know how to say his name, my, my mood. I remember seeing something about him about, yeah, like when they would say the pledge before or the national anthem before NBA games, he would like look down at his hands or something like that. But it was peaceful. I don't understand if somebody wants to protest in a peaceful way and it's not hurting anybody else, let it happen. Like Obviously, they're, they're trying to stand for something. Maybe go talk to him, see what it's about. Maybe it might be a common interest of yours or something. Who knows? But the Colin Kaepernick thing, we all know, it wasn't a thing until somebody made it a thing. But obviously, he was just trying to have a peaceful protest. It was just to himself. 
and it got blown out of proportion. But things like this can be avoided with the George Floyd thing. Uh, murder. It's it's sad. It's crazy. We just gotta we just gotta start holding them more accountable for their actions. And I think that's what these riots are trying to solve. I mean, it's not really good, but people are upset and they're showing their emotions. So, right. And you know, one thing that I I've always you know have said you know when a, when someone loses a loved one is I could never teach someone or tell someone how they should mourn. Everybody mourns differently. Nobody mourns the same. But what's right around the corner is July 4th, you know, and that's America Independence Day. You know, we will be celebrating that. Now, I want everybody to remember what this country was founded on when you say that riots and things like this do not work because this country rioted. This country looted. This country stole. I mean, they did all of that so that their voice could be heard. And is and what uh, MLK said is a riot is a voice of the unheard, you know? And so just make sure that we're taking the time to be understanding of this situation. Um, but I do want to go ahead and move on because we still have so many things going on in sports. But I do want to talk about my man, J.R. Smith. I saw a video came out and all I saw was was my man J.R. Smith kicking and beating the heck out of some some white guy right and you know go back and I, I look I look into it and come to find out J.R. Smith had posted a uh, a video saying that he indeed did this and the guy was just out in the residential neighborhood um, wasn't part of no protest or anything and he just broke J.R. Smith's window now J.R. Smith said he probably didn't know who Wendell he broke, but J.R. Smith ran and chased the man down. <laughs> and I mean, if anybody wants to go ahead and look at the video of J.R. Smith, it is definitely up there. You could type in J.R. Smith, and I mean, it, <laughs> it was definitely a beatdown. <laughs> I didn't get to see it, but J.R. Smith, he might not be the brightest person from some of the choices he makes on the court, but he does look like somebody you don't want to – yeah, you don't want to make me mad. So I believe he chased somebody down and whooped him for, for breaking the windows out of his car. Yeah. No surprise. I, I'm sure that we're probably going to hear about some legal action or something taken. If we don't, great. You shouldn't have did it. Hopefully you learned your lesson. Don't go breaking uh, people's cars. Um, but what's going on, and one thing that I want to go ahead and say is EA Sports put a hold on Madden 21. Um, you know, they were supposed to be launching this Madden 21, but they said due to the protest, that's what they want to focus on. That's what the country needs to focus on and things like that. So I do want to say shout out to EA Sports for doing that. Now, I will talk about and I will say that I'm looking forward to 2K coming back, 2K football coming back. I am looking forward. The thing about it is is 2K will not be able to rival or be a main competitor with EA Sports Madden. So I don't think that we will really end up having like some franchise mode and things like that. Madden has bought those rights for 10 years, but they also just recently, when they heard 2K Sports was trying to come back, 
they went ahead and bought another five years of uh, the NFL rights, so that that way they can still be solidified. I mean, what's your take on 2K and man? Because I've always been a 2K sports fan when it came to basketball and football. I thought that it was better than Madden. I never even touched Madden until 2K stopped making a football game. Yeah, I think it's – I like it. Competition is always good. I've heard people talk about how they are interested in the 2K game and how they're going to try it out. I'll try it out because Madden has just been lacking in some areas in the fan interest, but they're, they're the only person there, so they're dominating the competition, so we're kind of stuck with it. But competition creates um, – I can't think of it right now, but competition creates – when motivation from people up top, but yeah, basically what you're saying is, is EA sports with Madden, they're able to get complacent because they don't have nobody to compete with them and push the boundaries. And like when you, and that's the good thing about, and what we love so much about sports. And one thing that you're always hearing from these players and especially, you know, these big teams, who continue to get all of these five stars and four stars you hear. I want to go where the competition is because that's what's going to make me a better player. And that's what I thought always made, you know, um, the games better was when they had competition. I mean, you had uh, games, you know, I'm a big-time Clancy fan, so you had games like Ghost Recon going up against Call of Duty. Now, Call of Duty is, I want to say, one of the most popular games, but – I'm still more of a Tom Clancy fan, and you will still have those people out there. So it gives you a chance to just not be complacent and to continue to push those boundaries. For sure. Now, um, we went ahead and did our top five in college football. You know, uh, top five quarterbacks in college football. Now, PFF came out with their top five. And I'm going to go ahead and list them off for you. You got, at number one, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. At number two, Justin Fields from Ohio State. And three, you have Jamie Newman, uh, who just transferred in from Georgia. Who? Jamie Newman. (laughs) You have Sam Howell um, from North Carolina. And then you also have Tanner Morgan from Minnesota. I am glad that they put Tanner Morgan in here. What do you think about this list right here? And uh, let the people know or remind the people how your list was, you know, of your top five. I mean, this I I agree with every name on this list except for one name. I don't, I don't know why you're on there. And I'm not even hating on him because he goes to Georgia. I, I'm just saying from the tape that I've seen on him, he cheeks, bro. But anyway. What? My top five was Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask. Uh, who did I have in my fourth spot? I think it was. I think you had Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Jaden Daniels. And then I think I also had Sam Ellinger. So I could, obviously, I'm not PFF. Those guys know what they're doing a little bit better than me. But yeah, the whole Jamie Newman thing, I don't know. But other than that, the rest of the list is good. Yeah, a lot of people are expecting big things out of Jamie Newman. 
almost had the urge to put him in my top five back when we did our top five quarterbacks. But my thing is, is I have not seen him go up against top caliber teams um, game in and game out. Now, three of my quarterbacks did make it on this list, which is Justin Fields. I would have flip-flopped them from Trevor Lawrence being uh, putting him at number two and Justin Fields at number one. And I also got my man Tanner Morgan. Now, I put Tanner Morgan at three. And I want to say that PFF got Tanner Morgan from Minnesota at number five. And I think that he is going to shock a whole lot of people. And what you're seeing in the PJ Flex system is things are working out. When he sets his culture, the rowing your boat culture, things happen. And I'm expecting Minnesota to have a big year and a big year right on Tanner, Tanner Morgan's back, man. And like I said, I think Tanner Morgan has the uh, capabilities to go ahead and be a top pick um, in the NFL draft. So you got any more on, uh, on the top fives and PFF? Because PFF definitely knows what they're doing. Tanner Morgan, I do agree with you that Tanner Morgan is probably going to show out this year, and he really is underrated. I just have one more thing on Jamie Newman. I don't understand why people are high on him because if if he was that good of a quarterback and had he would have had Wake Forest in a better position than what they're in, I mm. feel like. So I don't know. Maybe I'm going to eat my words when the year come around. Hopefully not. I mean, right now, if you see. eat your words, it's going to be bad. Because <laughs> I'm going to be like, Emory Jones, Emory Jones. <laughs> yeah. But um, starting off, we are starting to have or hear about our college football players getting in trouble, doing things that they're not supposed to be doing. Uh, Tennessee running back, uh, Tim Jordan, got arrested Saturday, carrying a concealed weapon. And he got hit with two misdemeanor drug charges. I mean, I don't know what those drugs were. I didn't really, like, look into the story that much. I should have. But, I mean, carrying a concealed weapon, I mean, that's a felony charge. Yeah, man, it's – I don't understand it. This is one thing that I was kind of worried about because when some kids go home from school, they're in environments to where it's easy to get peer pressure into things like this. Tim Jordan, I don't know too much about him, but I know Florida is a really they produce a lot of a lot of stars, but it's also really grimy down in Florida. So it's just a bad look right now. Yeah. I, I mean go ahead. I mean, you know, this is just when you wish that players like this just got a chance to stay on campus. I don't know what Tennessee's policy was on, you know, their players being able to stay in the state or stay around there. I do know at Ohio State, I want to say that I found out that 70% of Ohio State players were able to stay in Columbus. So when you have 70% of the team able to be there and hold each other accountable. Um, Certain things like this do not happen. And I mean, a lot of the coaches you just heard about, I worry about the kids, them going back home. I think Dabo Sweeney is on record. Some of them don't have homes to really go back to, you know, and this is just getting caught up in the lifestyle. And I mean, I can't really say too much about his situation because I don't know, 
like you said, it is just a very sad situation and things that we do not like to see going into the college football season because this could hurt him um, this season and maybe in the future. We don't know. The, 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 school, the school could possibly just do away with him and he might have to go last chance you route, you know? Exactly. So, in the NFL – my man Roger Goodell, he put out a statement on uh, George Floyd protests. Now, I will say that I am glad that the NFL is is doing this. I think that it's something that the NFL, who has majority uh, African American and Black athletes out there, I think that it's something that they should be. They should be at the forefront of this. But, um. Roger Goodell did get a lot of backlash, and it's because of the Colin Kaepernick situation, as we talked about earlier. You know, if you were really about this, why would you allow Colin Kaepernick to be blackballed in the NFL when he was peacefully protesting? Exactly. That's why that's why a lot of heat is coming down. On a lot of people don't really like Roger Goodell anyway, so this just added fuel to the fire. Because he came out and was like, yeah, I'm with protesting. I I understand why people are out there doing that. Then why couldn't you understand Kaepernick simply just taking a knee? It wasn't out of disrespect, but I don't know. It's just a hard situation. They clowned him. I get it. I understand it. The boos are deserved. I just – the NFL should be in the forefront of this and the NBA – it's just not a, it's not a good look for Roger Goodell. <laughs> Never a good look for Roger Goodell. So um, the NBA, go ahead and let us know about what's going on with the NBA and Adam Silver's plan to return back to um, the uh, National Basketball Association and get these playoff games under uh, underway. Yeah, they. Adam Silver and the league office had a meeting and they talked with the board of governors and they told them that they're going to, they want to come back around July 31st. That's the target date, but who knows? Things could change. Everything fluctuates, but with this being done, you know, they got a call from MJ. MJ was like, I'm fine with it. Just as long as y'all got the player safety in mind. Right. So, you know, whatever he say going to go. So they're going to. We hope so. Well, I mean, he did have, he did. I mean, no. after his 30 for 30 came out or, I mean, not his 30 for 30, but his documentary came out and he went on a record and said, I did not have anything to do with that. Apparently a recording came out and was like, hey, uh, Michael, you had everything to do with Isaiah Thomas not being <laughs> part of the Olympic team. Being part of the dream team. For sure. But it's also they're talking about competition. They're talking about either 16 teams directly into the playoffs or 20 teams in a group stage slash seed setting. That'll be very interesting. I'm here for that. I'm just here for the return of the NBA, even though I don't watch most of it. I'd like to watch the highlights. Who knows? So we I think we all sitting at home. I mean I was able to go back to work, but it's only like one day out of the week. I mean, I definitely think that I definitely think that it's something that we all would start watching 
everybody's ready for sports. Everybody's ready to talk sports and everything like that. Um, you got, uh, I know you got some news of the UFC because I seen something very entertaining between uh, Dana White and John Jones. So Dana White and John Jones going at it. They're going to be in the cage. No, I'm playing. <laughs> Dana White came out and said that John Jones was asking for Deontay Wilder type money for his next fight for the fight against Francis Ngannou. And John Jones didn't take, didn't like that too much. Came out and was like, no, nah, that's false. He was like, don't, don't come for me. Don't slander me. If you don't, if you don't appreciate me in this company, you can go ahead and terminate my contract and I'll walk out. So they're having some disputes right now. John Jones also tried to say that Dana White tarnished tarnished his name or his legacy, which come on now, John. Come on now, John. <laughs> right. Come on now, John. But obviously, John Jones is one of the best martial artists out there in the world. So anybody would be happy to have him walk through, walk into their company and the UFC would be absolutely stupid to let him go. But I don't know exactly how much he was asking for. Deontay Wilder was making like 300 mil. I don't think John should get 300 mil, but I think he I should think, get- I think it was 30 mil. 30 mil, my 30 bad. Mil, yeah. 30 mil, my bad. But I think John should get a, a, nice, a nice check I don't know if he's making more than McGregor, but I think if he not, he should be making more than McGregor. I mean, so it's like it's really conflicted because, I mean, one thing that I can agree with is Dana White said that he believed John Jones could have been the LeBron James of the sport. And I definitely agree with that. Whatever John Jones was going through that made him do these different drugs and getting into these different uh, – altercations and situations that he put himself in. And I believe he was making enough money to where he didn't have to get in a situation. You getting pulled over uh, while you were intoxicated. I mean, you're making enough money where you could have had a driver for the night. I mean, I wouldn't go and say that Dana White has tarnished John Jones legacy. Now, one thing that I did say John Jones said is, is why not go ahead and, released the tweet, I mean, the, the text messages that apparently happened. And then a lot of other people were saying, well, John Jones, I mean, can't you release the, the, the text messages? And John Jones said that there are no text messages. So, I mean, who's, who's really telling the story right now? It's just he say, she say stuff is what I'm starting to get out of the whole argument between John Jones. But, I mean... I think that I think that somehow, some way, I think the UFC is and can be on the level of what 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 boxing is. You know, I really do. And all of these fighters in boxing, they getting all this money. I think that the UFC can put out this type of money as well. Now, one thing that I do know for sure is fighters have came out and said that the UFC does not really pay. That some of them make more money fighting bel in, in a belt tour than they do in the UFC. And a lot of people are more happier and a lot more fighters are happier fighting in Bellator than the UFC. If Bellator was able to get John Jones, I think that it would help uh, boost, boost Bellator's um, status. I think it would give them uh, more forefront, more audience. 
definitely will help them. So, like you said, I don't think that the UFC wants to lose John Jones. I don't think that it's a good business business decision. But in the words of Dana White, he don't give a fuck. You're right. Very true. Yeah, Dana White, he don't care. He just I told like, you Dana, Dana just want his bread. That's all. That's all it's about. Um, I mean, he definitely knows how to make it. I mean, for sure. I just think that you ain't got to be so stingy with the money because without these fighters, do you really have this this organization? You know, you don't. I mean, you got you you you're able to get. You're almost in or close to being almost in a UF UFC 300s. You know. I mean, it's it's just really like uh, uh, what 20, 20, 30, 40 more fights before that. And yeah. I mean, if you and if you really think about it, when you add the UFC fight nights, there's already been over three hundred, you know, UFC cards. So I mean, for this sport to be able to have the UFC on pay per view, the UFC fight nights, to have the Ultimate Challenger. You got the TV contract. You apparently got the biggest one. That's why you joined ESPN. You know, I mean, there has to be more money to go around. There definitely is, but Dana White said that if you're not, Dana White tries to find you before you're you're fizzling. And if you get to the fizzling part right before, if you get that match, you fall off, then it is what it is. He forgets about you. You don't get like you can you can try and make some money, but it's gonna be hard for you to come back. Man, really, I just I just want to see. I mean, there is a rumor that John Jones said, "Screw the rest of this year. He's gonna try to come back next year and fight Azania." I think that he should possibly, after watching his last fight, I think that he should probably take at least maybe one or two more fights before he fight that boy. Because, oh, my goodness, <laughs> he going to have a fight on his hands, man. And I, I mean, it just seems like he's a little step slower, you know? I mean, I mean, what do you say to that? If he does, this is the thing. When he was trying to step up and fight Ngannou, that was another thought of mine. Like, you seemed a little step slower, but you want to go up and fight a dude that's out here knocking people out in five seconds. You want to fight Adesanya, who is really about to take over the game, really not even in his prime yet, while you're looking like you're about to burn out and be out of your prime. Yeah, my man Adesanya, he probably will be the uh, the LeBron James of the UFC. I definitely think that as long as he don't end up doing what uh, my man Anderson Silva did, and I mean, I understand Anderson Silva said I was trying to get a people a show, but getting cocky in the ring, sticking your chin out there, just allowing people to hit you because that's how uh, Anderson Silva got knocked out. And to be honest, he just wasn't the same after that. So, John Jones, sorry, buddy, but uh, <laughs> it's a, a Zanya. I think Azania will probably I, – I think Azania will be able to make the most money out of any fighter as long as he continues to go in the direction that he's in. I think he'll be able to make more money than any fighter in the UFC, especially – with these new deals that the UFC have going on. For sure. With all the style he has, all the people that's attracted to him, the way his just fighting style, his charisma, he he is going to be there for a while, and he's going to be dominant for a while. 
Yeah. You got anything else that you want to add? I think that's that pretty much covers it right now. All right, man. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening to the show. If you're not following us on social media, make sure that you are. We are on Twitter, Instagram, at The Fans Edge. And you can find us on Facebook in our Facebook group chat where we try to keep things interactive. You all have chance to post things about sports and we're able to talk about it. It's the Fans Edge Sports Talk Podcast. So go ahead, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we would love to hear more of what you all want to talk about and what you have. You all go ahead and enjoy yourselves. Uh, and please just be safe out there. And let's make sure that we come together and that we can unite and continue to do things of what is right.